Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. take joking about diarrhea is always funny always gets a laugh and always more acceptable than talking about poop like diarrhea like oh i was gonna give me diarrhea i'm like oh versus like oh i have this like shit a like, diarrhea is it's just it's a flow but there was Ow. that there was that great that that line in house bunny where the <laughs> where the woman was like they told her to be mysterious. She was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom and drop some timber. Remember that? Like, that was the line. I think it is weird when, like, it is still socially weird when girls talk about poop. It's like, oh, it's you're so empowered. But diarrhea is like a step removed. It's Italian. <laughs> I don't know if it's Italian, but Diaria. I mean, it's funny. Diarrhea is always funny. It Hot. is, unless it's happening. Hot diarrhea. <laughs> Welcome to Christmas. <laughs> Very hard word to spell. Have we gotten any updates from, because I listen I listen to my own podcast for quality mm-hmm. assurance, triple checking USDA grade <laughs> attitude. And I just, so many people were always like, give more context, send us a hot update. Do we have any updates? Uh, we have an update that is. I think we answered the question so late that people were like, hey. Well, so now we're, divorced- we're starting to, yeah. So we're starting to do it a little sooner. We did get a lot of messages. I got a lot of messages. The podcast got a lot of messages about people singing the Hole in the Bucket song. Oh, in cool. all states, all oh. countries, like not just in the South. Like a lot of people are like, oh, I'm in Ohio. I'm in this place. I'm in this place. Still, I'm in a different country. the South of the Midwest. Somebody was in a different country and I forget where because I think it went to my... Okay, I just feel like in LA, people would be like, what? But okay, fair enough. Maybe, but it was more... Con- that really, like, it's interesting to see what people wanted to... A lot of people wanted to say, I know that song. They want to chime in on that. And if a hot dog's a sandwich, don't, don't. at me. <laughs> don't. Kick it. Okay, we have another follow-up, which is not- we, rega- Didn't what? we say we were going to call it like follow-up corner or something? Did I, I decree this? You've made a decree, but it's like it depends if the follow-ups come in. We can't guarantee follow-ups. So we don't create that, that. It's the follow-up corner. 
We're listening again. Get new info and judging again. Follow-up corner. Well, this is a follow-up on something that happened to you in life, not on the podcast. I'm sorry. Is that Kashi going right? No. Okay. Uh, so somebody said, good day, Eliza, Emily, and the Precious Little Snow Peach. Sending you so much love from Australia. You visited a famous pie shop around the corner from my house on your last trip to Sydney. What did you think of their pies and what flavor did you get? Do you remember? I have no idea what you're talking about. So. Keep being amazing and brightening up my week each week. Okay. Love Sydney and Melbourne. You know, pies there are, they have savory pies. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Was that worth interrupting me? <laughs> Uh, sometimes I conflate Sydney and Melbourne memories because it's such a blur when you're there and you're traveling and you're staying in hotels and it's back. I have to go back and forth because of the press that we do. Um, so I, off the top of my head, I have to text Hunter and be like, did we have pie in Sydney? I must have uh, tagged something. I love to yeah. support local businesses. I can't imagine I would have sought out pie in another country just given that unless they were We'll have to ask. All right. <gasps> I just remember what you're talking about. And it wasn't this last trip. It was my first trip to Australia. And it was me, Hunter, and Waz. And Waz took us. It's like, it is a meat pie place. Mm -hmm. Full disclosure, I tagged them. I don't think I ate one because that just doesn't appeal to me. But it was like an air streamer. Yes, okay. we did. I just texted Hunter. I'm the weirdest. I said, did we have pie in Sydney? And then I'm going to write, yes, we did. <laughs> I'm glad you're telling him so he doesn't get confused. Like in a meeting. <laughs> All right, so now we're gonna we're gonna kick off with the with a more more intense question. Anonymous, hi Eliza, baby, I'm Tianfu, and the whole gang. I have kind of a more serious question. I'm 23 and am in the process of getting, getting an abortion. Oh, I totally thought she was gonna say PhD. Okay, nope. The process of yeah, it takes like 15 minutes. The only other person I know who's had one is my mom. She seems to regret it a lot, and it's taken a really big toll on her. Does she know that you're there? Like it didn't work. You're there. Okay, fine. It's funny. Everybody's funny. My question is, how do you feel about your abortion now that you're older, especially now that you're trying to have a child? I don't know if I ever want kids, but I just am curious. First of all, am what I? What you think. You don't know. Thank you. Love the podcast. It's my favorite part of my Wednesday mornings before work. So you get a lot of comments, uh, especially ever since you shared about your miscarriage and you know, you talked about your abortion in your book. Oh, People, yeah. I forgot I told you. Yeah, it's in your like, book. This wasn't know? just- No, it was in your book. No, um, no the miscarriage thing. Now I remember. Oh, in the podcast. Yeah. Okay. And on stage. Um, listen. Oh, I did all those interviews this week where I revealed it, and I thought, like, no one knows. I forgot. No, I and about but you do when you talk. You talk about how no one. You don't know it's happened to anyone until you say it, and then it's happened I, to everyone. Just like my herniated discs. You don't realize. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Physical. You don't realize the shit everyone else is going through, and then it's all you see is your reflection in other people. Right. Um. Here's the answer. I wrote about it in Girl Logic, and it's the exact same way I still feel all these years later. I literally never think about it. Mm -hmm. It was a great decision. I do not regret it for a second. The fact that you have an abortion when you're not ready for kids and then you want kids later have nothing to do with one another. Um, these whack jobs that are like, well, that's, you know, that have opinions over the fact that you, you rejected God's touch then and now you don't. Those are the same people that think the earth is flat. So I, I don't regret it. There is, there are too many people in this world that have children against their will that are not prepared. There are plenty of people that make do with it. But if you can give yourself that advantage because you're not ready, there's no reason to have that baby and you will not regret it and you will not think about it. And of course, I don't know you and I, but I'm telling you at 23, your life is just getting started. And unless you are in, unless you're married and this is like a religious thing and you really wanted that baby, do not you're cutting your life off at its knees. It's going to be a very difficult road for you. 
all the women out there that didn't have the same choices or did not make the same choice, you are correct in that choice for you. Being pro-choice means I want women to have options. Whatever you do is your choice and I support it. You want to have a kid at 17, have fun and being on MTV. So I don't regret 17 is too old for MTV. I don't think about that baby. I don't feel bad. It was the right choice and I stand by that. Mm -hmm. I don't think about it. Even the miscarriage was brutal, but like didn't cry about it beyond that day. That's just me. Mm -hmm. I also, you know, it wasn't like a full on baby. So do not not do it because you might feel a little bad eight years from now when I guarantee you'll be in a better position. Right. I feel like you're not going to, you and your mom are different people. Um, it's different generations, different times, different, I'm sure, socioeconomic situations. You're not ready. It doesn't, you wouldn't be questioning it. Very few women get abortions if they're like been married for a few years and they're trying. You're not ready. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to feel bad. Mm-hmm. You're just not. And anyone that tries to make you feel bad, there's something wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Wrong and religious. Kick it. Kick it. Get that abortion. It's 600 bucks at Planned Parenthood. Get in, get out. I went out that night. That's not true. I think I was tired that night, but I went out the next day. Kick it. All right. Anonymous. It's just not that serious. Yeah. It's just not. I mean, you're not aborting a five-year-old. And by the way, this I, that fetus could not sustain itself outside of your body. So how dare anyone suggest that an unborn fetus is more important than your body and your life? I stand mm-hmm. by, I, will, I can argue from the heart from that for hours. You want to keep your baby? I want you to keep your baby as long yeah. as you can take care of it. And I don't have to with my tax money. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. 
Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Okay, Anonymous. My husband and I stream old episodes of Chopped during our treadmill time each evening. Two questions. One, have you watched Noah's episode? Yes, and he was robbed. Two, do you agree that he was robbed? Yes, I... I, Side note. I'm the one that wrote the letter. Side note, I may have screamed, that's Eliza's husband before they even said his name in the intros. It was before we had met. I do believe he was robbed. We actually talked about it the other day. He was like, oh, I didn't do well on my dessert. Uh, He was robbed. It was bullshit. And by the way, that abortion question like wasn't that serious. I thought it was going to be. Well, it was just she phrased. I think sure. she's. I think it's. It's Go. something that you can speak to, but I think for her, it's very sure. much the focus of her life right now. You know what? One more thing about the abortion thing. It's nerve wracking because mm-hmm. they have to kind of put you under, and it's a procedure. It takes almost no time. The actual procedure itself takes mere minutes, as does a DNC. But it is scary because it is a medical thing. Get it done. Don't think back. Don't mm-hmm. even think about it. I'm hoping in the process means like she's booked it and Book she's it, going. Do it. Yeah, day of, get in. And you know what I'll tell you? You might regret it in the future. You may, but what you're going to regret more is being knee-deep in diapers at a single mom at 23 with no partner and you didn't even want the kid. Right. Kick it! Okay. So yes, we're talking about Chopped. Okay. Robert. Okay. Hi, Eliza and friends. I'm a 25-year-old female living in Orlando, originally from conservative Tennessee, and the rest of my family is still there. My question is about the paternity of my 29-year-old brother who is about to be married. What am I, Judge Judy? What is this? <laughs> this is what I want. We're really getting into like weird Reddit territory. This all is right. all I want. As I was moving out of my parents' house, I found my parents' marriage certificate. Mm-hmm. I was curious because my parents never celebrate their anniversary. So I genuinely didn't know how long they had been married. Upon further inspection, I noticed that my mother's last name on the certificate wasn't her maiden name. I immediately questioned my mom and apparently her first husband, and my brother's real dad was a heavy smoker and drinker and died at slash around my brother's birth, and my dad raised him as his own. Do I tell him? It's been weighing on me for about five years now. What? <gasps> tell your brother or tell the dad tell the that brother. it's not his son? Okay. I think that the dad, I think the dad, the dad, knows. dad knew. Uh, why is your mother telling you and not the son? Well, so she found this certificate. Yeah, I know, but like now that you know. The mom should have just been like, Oh, I had a different, I don't know. She was a bad liar. She should tell everyone. Look, here's the thing. It's weird that your brother hasn't pieced it together. He's like, weird because my dad's black and I'm redhead with freckles. Um, it's, uh, mom needs to tell. Mom needs to tell, quite frankly, mom and dad together need to tell. 
I would think about why you want to tell him. You, of course, want him to have information. You love him, but she should tell him. He has a right to know, but don't forget, because we had a similar question like this a while ago, and I say this not having dealt with anything similar, but the dad, while adoptive, is still your dad. Like, that dad still raised you, and it doesn't change anything, but he definitely has a right to know. It doesn't really change anything, but he should definitely want to know. And your mom, you should tell your mom that he needs to tell him. It just... it's not fair to you to have the secret. It's not on you, but it is a very girl thing to be like, ooh, I have the secret. Now what do I do? You don't have to do anything. I mean, could you, if you knew that about your brother, could you just sit on it? You wouldn't have any inclination Here's what I would to tell do. him? Emotional grenade. I would call everyone in. I'm like, hey guys, we're going to family watch Mrs. Doubtfire <laughs> for the holidays. And then I'm going to be like, by the way, Ben, remember all those times I said you were adopted? Turns out it's true. Dad, hit it. And I would just make, oh, we've had family- you know, there have been times where it's like, let's just get it out there. Let's blow it up. Here's what I really think. Get it out. Over Mrs. Delphire during no, Mrs. Delphire. No, but the truth will set you free. Yeah. So yeah. tell your mom. Also, I'd be interested to know why your mom hasn't. She probably just never found a good time and now just hasn't. Especially the fact that like he's been with them since so little. Like he wanna, never knew another dad. Right. You don't want to like hold his feet to the fire, but your brother's probably old enough to hear this. And- what if you just tell mom like, I have this, like, this is weighing on me. Yeah. I feel weird that I know this thing he doesn't know. Your Can mom you tell probably him? will be like, yeah, I should tell him. I just haven't. Yeah. I, I bet it's not that big of it. We should cut it. Once again, it all comes back to communication. I, I'll fire off an email to my mom in the middle of the night and be like, I'm real mad at you. The next day she'll call and she'll say, I'm sorry. I'll be like, okay. Life's too short to hold it in. That being said, sometimes I hold it in. <laughs> hey, Liza. That being said, I don't have the answers. <laughs> Most of them. You know what? I got this on lock. Life lock. Hi, Emily, Eliza, pups, kitties, horses, and ghosts. There's no horse here for the fifth time, but there is a ghost. Eliza, this is a long one. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm sorry for you. You have to read it on your birthday. (laughs) I'm a 27-year-old woman, and like many of your smart listeners, I'm a second-year medical student. I want someone to write it and be like, I listen to this podcast. I'm a dummy. I'm a total (laughs) fucking loser, and I don't even know how to spell my own name. Help me get quoting. Context. I came out as a lesbian when I was like 20 to spite my mother and because I genuinely thought I was. To spite or despite? To spite and because I genuinely thought I was. This got my fam all riled up to the point that my father, his wife, and my half-siblings flew from Florida to Puerto Rico to handle my terrible relationship with my mom at the moment. Years later, my sister told me- It's not that far of a flight. (laughs) That my mom had called my dad, and the reason they flew was because I was in a same-sex relationship. Like a year later, I ended that talk. Mismo sexual. Okay, fine. That's good. Right? That is right. I ended that toxic AF relationship, spent time alone, and found my first slash current boyfriend. We've been together for almost three years. Every side of my fam has met him. We've traveled together. We're sure we're going to get married. Not engaged yet. He's a straight man with a sexuality as fluid as water, but he looks like a man's man. 6'4", hairy, big soccer player body. Hot. Is he too Puerto Rican? Is he too Boricua? The thing is that cousins from both sides of my fam have told me that the elders are happy that I'm in a relationship with a guy and the phase is over. They've never said anything to my face, but apparently they've talked about it and it bothers me. Should I just let them think what they want and get freaky with my guy? Or should I set the record straight that I'm bi and I like women more than men and that doesn't change by being with him? Thanks. Love the podcast. P.S. My guy knows everything about this and just told me to say it as a drunken speech on our wedding, LOL. Also, he's getting his nursing degree and he introduced me to you. He's a huge fan. I love it. What a good boyfriend. I love it. What a good 
sexually fluid, hot, hot, tall, airy, boy. soccer. The soccer I could do without, but the rest of it, athletic, muy atletico. Suck. Look, this is that. a whole bunch of mess. Um, this I have as many mixed emotions as the population of Puerto Rico. So it's because it's like a lot of uh, different cultures. You know, my mom was born in Puerto Rico. What if I did know that? What if I also was like, not only that, she was originally born Edna Mae Johnson, but <laughs> her dad a- wasn't her dad. There was a heavy smoker. She's as was like she's she's not Puerto Rican. I mean, it is basically a state. So yeah, there's just they were just there when okay. they gave birth. They were on vacay. But so her birth certificate Look, is in Spanish. That's funny. You can call them elders. I don't know how much older they are. You know, if they're like ninety, like who fucking cares? But I think what we're talking about here is being seen. Yeah, and it is easy, especially with women's sexuality. To, it's so funny how being a lesbian can be a phase, but like no guy goes through a gay phase. That right. doesn't, unless you truly are bi or you actually are gay and you're kind of like trying to reckon with it. It's much more accepted that like a girl just had a girl. No one's like, yeah, my son was fucking dudes for high school, but now he's married and we don't think about it. It was just a phase. Um, it really is about how you can sleep at night. You know, there's the whole version where you're like, think whatever you want to think. But I think what bothers you is that you're like, yes, I love my husband who is not you know, who who is sexually fluid. And I don't need to know if that means gender fluid to you or sexual, like, I guess it's not gender fluid. He's I sexually just, fluid. He wants yeah. to sleep with men and women. Okay. Um, as long as you guys are solid, I think what's bothering you is that your sexual integrity is being doubted. And you're like, no, I am both. And look, up until recently, most of America or and the world didn't no, didn't understand the idea that you could be both or be fluid. These mm. are new terms that we're all acting like we've been woke on since day one, but we haven't. You feel unseen and you feel judged and you feel sort of talked down to like, oh, it's just a face. Thank God she's with a man now. I think it's worth you saying your piece. And the truth is you're going to have to be okay with saying it. And if they're smart, they'll be like, okay, we hear you. Because debating you on it doesn't matter. Because I guess in the end, you're with a guy, which is what they think is the most important thing, but you're with a guy you truly love. As long as you truly do want to be with him and you aren't, a lot of women shelve the lesbian side of their sexuality thinking they should be with a man and then later it just comes out. So I can't tell you, I can't advise on how to proceed from that. But if this is the man you truly love and you are happy and you are not just pushing down the lesbian like side of it all, you can only say your piece and just hope that they treat you with respect. Yeah as you would with them because everybody knows everybody's always a little gay. So say that to your abuelita and be like, I know that you also find women attractive, even if not sexual. Anyway, my point is it's about you being heard and seen, which I don't feel you are right now. Yeah. Your identity is being questioned. Claro. Claro Okay. Dear Eliza, I've noticed in a few podcasts that you've made comments that would suggest that you do not like poodles. What's the deal? Sir Squeakers was quite offended to hear that Sir no one Squeakers. wants to pet a poodle. Thanks your whole team for all the great work that you do. Here's some pictures of Sir Squeakers. Okay, there he, he is. He has a little haircut. Look, uh, I'm sure he was very cute when you got him. <laughs> um, that's an adorable He's movie. a coffee-dipped rescue who would love for you to get all up in his face. Appropriating Tianfu's name. He Look, has a little ears like Look, hers. he's sweet man. He's sweet lamb man. Uh, I love that name. My... Aversion to poodles is steeped in what most of my choices in comedy are steeped in is that the word poodle is funny to say. It always gets a laugh. 
Most people think of the French poodle with the crazy haircut and they think of them as high maintenance. Therefore, it translates to being okay. If I made the joke about pit bulls, people would probably call me some sort of racist and they'd say I was ignorant. So you can always, if you always pick something white and moneyed, nobody gets mad at you. That's a little fun secret to comedy. You could swap it to shih tzus. Sure. But then it's like, no, she hates Chinese people. It's a, it's a thing. Um, also shih tzu, it's like, we've already made fun of it. Uh, I don't love, I don't have a problem with poodles. I think it's funny <laughs> to say it. I don't, I think the name poodle. And also if I had to pick a dog, um, something with curly hair like that, it's probably not my preference, uh, cow speaking. But if you have a cute <laughs> poodle and you bring it over and he's sweet boy or sweet girl. You're going to kiss I, it. Yeah, it's fine. I'm going to kiss your dog on the mouth. So it's fine. It yeah. really, it's just because it's funny. And when somebody took umbrage and sent me sweet coffee dip baby pictures. <laughs> but uh, think about it. Think about what I said was not wrong. Poodle is a funny word. Mm-hmm. And that's why we say it. Yep. Think about it. Yeah. Karen Walker on Will and Grace. Hey, Poodle. A lot <laughs> funnier than, hey, Lhasa Apso. Poodle. Syllabically, it's funny. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Okay. I feel like this is a TED Talk. You're getting really Just into it. You know, You're doing some snaps. I'm doing comedy magic on you guys without even realizing it. There's You laugh at stuff because syllabically it's been chosen. Mm-hmm. The delivery, the word choice, people don't know. Isn't I'm, it the letter K that's the funniest? Is that what I've heard? I think K K and I think the number 12. Mm. Uh, There's an art. There's a real, people think people are just funny, but there's a math behind it. Yeah. Poodle. (laughs) Hey guys, I'm definitely too late to ask and have my question answered in time. Are you sure you want to get an abortion? (laughs) I really want to listen to Eliza answer it. Now, I think we have time on this, guys. We are trying to to get the questions closer to the air date so that we can like get them them going. So we're we're trying. We're trying to get you them in a timely manner. Our PR team and our tech team (laughs) sitting right in front of me. They just spit in my face. (laughs) I'm like, ew. So close on your birthday. (laughs) Today's her birthday. But I've already said happy birthday. Yeah, you're good. Uh, I'm participating in a COVID-safe, sexual orientation inclusive speed dating event Valentine's weekend. COVID-safe, sexual orientation inclusive. Speed Um, dating. Well, can I just say that that's pointless because if you put a straight person with a gay person, like I don't need to meet them. Right. I wonder so, how they're, maybe they, yeah, how you grouping break, them off. Maybe there's breakout groups. It's like a Venn diagram. And yeah. if you're fluid, you can go in the middle. Yeah. But, uh, have we taken inclusivity too far <laughs> when we're mashing people together whose parts don't want to go together? Okay. So you, you want us to know that you're open-minded and you're safe. Got it. Okay. It's my first time hosted by my cousin slash BFF at our friend group's favorite beer garden. These details are insignificant, but I know you love more detail rather than none. Um, okay. 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 Pertinent. Pertinent. Uh, Also, juicy side note. One of the guys in our friend group who I'm very sexually attracted to, despite how bad he pisses me off, will be at the event as well. You love him. I love the idea that I can live out my sappy rom-com dreams. Any hoosies, what questions would you ask when speed dating? Keep in mind, I'll be talking to everyone regardless of our sexual preferences. That's weird. I'm sorry. That's a waste of time. And if you're a single girl in your 30s, I'm like, I want to talk to a hot gay dude unless she's going to give me a baby. I can't wait to hear what you come up with. Thanks for giving me something to look forward to every week. For clarification, I'm not sad and I definitely lead a fulfilling life. I just love any and all of your content. You're not sad. No, we love you. We wouldn't Um, think that. So are you going to get, hold on. What I'm interested in is hot guy who annoys you. Are you going to get to talk to him? Yeah. Does the cousin BFF who's setting it up know? Like, are, yes. are they going to help set you up with him? Hook it up. 
Uh, he annoys you, but you're very attracted to him, and that is very real. That's love. Like, you see, like a wedding. flat earther, and you're just like, but he's so hot. Yeah, define annoy, and is what annoys you about him that you see yourself in him, or that you see him in you, or that, you know, what annoys you about him? Or is he, like, deeply racist, and that's annoying? Um, <laughs> so here's the question. You sit down, okay? So he's sitting at the table. You saunter up, and you straddle the chair, A.C. Slater style, and you look <laughs> at him. You don't turn it around though. So you just straddle it, but sit down regularly. And you look at him and you go, do you want to have sex? Do you want to fuck me? Not in COVID. Okay, sit down and say, how would you like to make out with me? And just stare at him and don't break eye contact like I'm doing right now with Emily. <laughs> like this. Well, but you're bashful. What would I ask him is what you want to know. Basically, you don't care so about these speed other dating, especially because it's so specific with him, because it's like it sounds like you guys have met before. So now you have to do like, ha ha ha, this is so crazy. Like now we're in this context, you know. I mean, he's willing to go to that, so it's not that you're desperate, but he's as interested in options as you are. Mm-hmm. So talk to him as if he doesn't bother you. Here's a hot thing: Does he know he bothers you? Mm. Is he purposefully bothering you? Yeah, or do you just not? We need more context. <laughs> Okay. But here's what you do. Don't, do not ask him how his day was because you don't fucking care. Mm-mm. You are the girl. And I very much believe in gender roles when it comes to pursuing. Don't be like, how is your day? Do not be the one asking questions. He is supposed to pursue you. Let him ask you stuff. Don't ask if he has siblings. Nobody fucking cares. Can she say something like, I was excited to hear that you'd be here? Yes. Say that. Mm-hmm. And then if he's like, ew, okay, then you know he's not into you. Or like, you. yeah, I always like seeing you in a friend capacity. It's fun. Just be like, I ate so much before I got here. And see what he says. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I was excited to see you'd be here. Put it out there. Yeah. At this point, like you haven't said he- anything before. Now this is the, ch- this is it. This is, you've been given a chance. Or just look at him and go, oh, our first date. How's it going? <laughs> Should she enunciate like we that? We need more context about what annoys you about him. And what if he leaves with one of the men that he gets paired with? Then it was never happening for you. <laughs> All right. What if he leaves with a hot soccer player from Puerto Rico? <laughs> okay. Carly underscore JPG. Hi, Alice. I'm Lee Chow. Hot Scotty. My fiance and I are in the early phases of planning our wedding, and we're at a crossroads about including plus ones. We would obviously invite our friends' partners that we know personally, but don't know how to handle our single friends or more distant family members. She says no plus ones if we don't know if they're dating someone, but I feel like it's the courteous thing to do. We'd like to keep it around 100 people and already have to narrow down the invites. Help. Hope to see you soon in Portland. This is super simple. Here's what you do. First of all, especially in COVID, you're inviting a distant relative. If they're married, you have to invite their partner. That's just fucking weird. Yeah, but if they're single. Yep. Single friends, no shade to single people. Um, You don't just get, you're not a billionaire. It's not just like, oh, bring a friend to get shit canned at my wedding. It is more than okay and appropriate and done and accepted that you do not include plus ones for people who are not in serious relationships. You don't want to be spending money on people that you're never going to see again. I look back at my own wedding. Um, a lot of the people who brought their plus ones are still with them because it was a serious relationship. I hate to be the one that judges, like if you haven't been together for six months, but at a certain point, you're paying for a stranger. And I also told my friends who are single, I'm like, you already know everybody there. So it's just a hang. It is okay to do that. It is not your job to just be paying for people. So I say, you know, if they've been dating for a year or more, then you extend that invite. But other than that, you are under no obligation. And what you can do is let say like, hey, we, we're not doing plus ones at this time because expensive. However, I can get back to you if people like if twenty people that you invite can't sh- don't show up and you've mm-hmm. already 
allocated this amount of time and money, then someone might be able to bring a plus one. And everybody should understand that as they get closer. Yeah. And a lot of people will be like, it's fine. I'll just come alone. I had plenty of friends come alone and everybody ate, everybody danced, everybody went home. Everybody did go home. Everybody did go home. <laughs> I don't know what the other option was. One person's still there. <laughs> okay. I, can I do a follow-up outside this follow-up segment? People who are not, sorry, people who are not uh, understanding about your financial constraints are not real friends. Unless no, you are yeah. a multimillionaire and you're just being an asshole. Right. But single people get very touchy about that. And it's like, yeah, I don't need like your random, you to bring a random hookup. Um, it's not, yeah. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet while introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state of the art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, a few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. Okay. Okay. So Pontiac 2507 has uh, a nice follow-up. Outside the follow-up section. Hi, Liza, Emily, Invisible, Scotty. Pontiacs anymore? I don't know. Good question. Pontiac Express. About a year ago, I asked a question about motherhood slash becoming a mom. Uh, And even though you never got to it, I want to say thank you. Okay, you're welcome. (laughs) Still haven't done any of those, but okay. It sparked a conversation with my husband about parenthood. And since then, we have moved cities and started our journey to becoming adoptive parents. Mm. We're looking to adopt a child from care already in the system, so likely a child about three years old or older. As we are still in the process of getting approved, we have only shared the news with close family and friends. As we are in the minority of couples... 
not coming out of this pandemic with a quarantine baby, LOL. We still get asked when we are having kids. I don't have a question, but I know your fans write in about this a lot, and I thought I'd share some of the answers I've come up with. Ooh. To when are we having kids? Okay. One, why are you selling any? Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Two, oh, we're not ready. We're just practicing for now. (laughs) Three, if you're feeling spicy. I'm just really focused on my cat right now. It's our 67-month anniversary, (laughs) and I want to get her something nice. Four, we're hoping to acquire some soon. Shipping is slow due to COVID or less snarky. Yeah, most people are age are having kids right now. That's a totally normal question. However, in our case, the answer is a bit complex and personal. Hope you can understand. Hope this helps someone out or just gets a laugh. P.S. Not a nurse, nor am I getting any type of degree. I actually work in the trades. Good. What are you doing with your life? Look, I love those. I've always said answer something funny. Most people aren't going to say anything after that. I was reading something the other day, and I can't remember where I read it, but the woman was like, when someone asks me if I have kids, no one ever looks someone in the eye and says, I've had seven miscarriages. Because, you know, there's always the honesty, but, you know, the person doesn't mean to hurt you and you probably don't want to deal with the awkwardness of that. Um, I think that's very funny. All answers are okay because the question isn't okay in the first place. Right, 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 right. Exactly. So everyone, but that's great because we do get questions about that. So those are some options. Thank you. Kick it. All right. Hello, Emily, Eliza, and the baby Snow Peach. I need help. I have a 14-year-old daughter that is driving me crazy. Get rid of her. Get, <laughs> is, get the last lady to adopt her. She is very smart, very politically and socially aware, and has no trouble sharing her opinion with you. Oh, her opinion. I, oh, baby opinions. I love that she is so sure of who she is and what she believes in, but if she tells me to calm down and take deep breaths one more time, I might lose it. <laughs> I am from an Italian family. We have short fuses, but they burn out fast. This morning, I got mad at myself for burning my toast. That's when I got the first calm down. Later in the afternoon, well, maybe you should my down. 17-year-old son was having trouble in the kitchen. I explained to him, again, to put the, stu- the sub in the microwave first before the toaster oven for optimum results. That's when I get the second calm down, accompanied by very condescending deep breaths. How can I express to her that she is being very rude and condescending? I'm the mother for shit's sake. Please help, Lacey. You know what, Lacey? Um, two things. One, I'm assuming your daughter has a lot of sociopolitical opinions airing on a very liberal side. I bet you they have a lot to do with feminism. You should explain to your all-knowing daughter that every time she tells you to calm down, she is suppressing another woman's form of expression. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like telling a woman to smile. Like the way that you're presenting yourself is troubling to me and upsetting to me. So you should tell her that she's unwittingly contributing to the patriarchy and then let her Google all of those words mm-hmm. on her one hour of screen time. Second of all, I wonder if you do have to calm down. <laughs> I can tell you that I've been in the kitchen with Noah before and he'll get angry if he makes a culinary mistake and I just leave the room because it is, sometimes somebody else's vibe is harsh, especially as teenagers. So your issue is that you don't deserve to be told to calm down, even though and maybe- told to take deep breaths. Deep breaths your- has never worked. No. My best friend Michelle and I talk about this all the time. No woman has ever calmed down after someone said calm down. Like unless you're like breaking up a fight, Your daughter's doing it to show she's rational, you're not. You're an idiot because you're older and couldn't understand. You shouldn't hit your kids, but let me reiterate that. Let me say that again. You shouldn't hit your kids. (laughs) Um, No, I think you just sit her down and you put the fear of God in her. And you'd be like, I'm going to tell you something right now, little girl. How I choose to express myself in my house is my own goddamn choice. And when you start paying these bills, then you can act however you want. And I cannot wait to see when you have a little girl, if you don't lose your shit every once in a while, because guess what? You become your mom in spite of and despite. <laughs> so get ready because that Italian blood runs hot. <laughs> yeah. 
There you go. You just let her know. Be yeah. like, you don't talk to me that way. Or I will give you something to not be calm about. I'm going to take away your um, Tamagotchi. <laughs> That'll be a real punishment. Go back in time and take away your Tamagotchi. <laughs> All right, anonymous. Hey, Eliza. That's just off the top of my head. Yep. Ooh, is this water? Is this my water? It's from the other day. I'll drink it. Okay. Hey, Eliza, I just want to know if you disappointed your parents with any of the choices you made whilst planning your wedding. If so, how did you handle it? I thought you meant life. I was like, loaded. I've just started planning mine and have been running into this a lot. For example, my fiance's mom is disappointed we're not having the wedding at her farm. My mom is disappointed we're having a friend officiate instead of a priest, and it goes on. I've explained why I'm making these decisions, but my mom loves to make me feel guilty. Mm. Makes me not want to involve anybody and just have it be a surprise for them. I understand that this wedding isn't just for me. It's for everyone attending. But I'm also trying to be realistic with my decisions. I, to this day, there are things my mom thinks about my wedding. Like that actually even prevent me from talking about it where she's had to be like, here's what I loved about your wedding and here's where it went wrong. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's nothing you can do about it. At the end of the day, your moms do have sage wisdom in terms of planning and things like there are things that moms just know. That being said, you are more than entitled to have who you want officiating. There is something to be said for being traditional, but, and the farm, it could be she wants you to save money. It could be that they see you're wasting money on something and they could help, you know? Maybe the farm is ugly. Maybe the farm is an ugly farm. Oh God, what if it's like a lettuce farm? Or it's, it's not just even like, like a one cute farm. pig chilling. <laughs> or it's like where, where cows are slaughtered, like a pig farm. <laughs> like, I don't know what kind of farm it is. <laughs> Like, is it a full-on slop animal farm or is it like, we have a cranberry bog? What kind of farm is it? <laughs> but you know Is it a fat farm? <laughs> Make the wedding nice for you and your partner. Take into account what they're saying without any ego, but I think, you know, you're going to have to just live with the fact that your mom will always have like little issues with what you did. But as long as you're happy with it, which you might in hindsight not have been, and you could have listened, what you want to warn your mom about is, you're like, I want, say this to her, I want your input, I want your wisdom, I want you included, but I'm not going to take every suggestion. Yeah. Just say that. And I need you to know that I do value you, but if I don't take it, it can't be this rift between us. Yeah. My mom, when we would shop when I was a kid, she'd pick out something she'd be, and I'd be like, I don't like that. And she'd be like, you don't like it because I picked it out. And that never occurred to me because I think she has great style and it always offended me. And I was like, you think I would just not pick something dope like to spite you? No, it's ugly. You were wrong. <laughs> Better luck next time. (laughs) Anonymous. Let us know what kind of farm. And uh, send the uh, geo location. (laughs) No. Anonymous. One hobbled pony. Okay. Did you, I saw a picture of a baby pony the other day. Being held in someone's arms. (gasps) I'll find it. I'll send it to you. Like in the crook? Like you want a cat? Like holding, yeah. With the head over the shoulder. It was incredible. Anonymous. Hi, Liz, Emily, Baby, Snow Beach. I know you haven't had a conventional job in years, but I'm going to ask you this question anyway. I've been at my job for almost two years. I greatly value having good work-life balance, and most of the time, I'm able to achieve that. Two times in the past six months, my company has asked everyone in my department to work 50-plus hour weeks plus Saturdays to make up for what I consider poor planning and management on the company's part. Are that many people buying sandwiches? The majority of my coworkers and I are on salary, so there's no compensation when they ask us to do this. Just a thank you for your hard work. Pretty much everyone hates it when management asks us to work extra hours for an undetermined period of time, but we do it anyway. My question is, do you think there's something we as a department should be asking for in return for all the extra work? P.S. I have a grad degree, but I'm not a nurse. 
Wait, so this you is- a graduate degree. Are you, and is this a job that requires a graduate degree? Why do I feel like you work in social work? Oh, really? I thought it was IT in my mind. So they're, they're, they're working, taking advantage. They're working, instead of 40 hours, they're working 50 hours during the week. And then also Saturdays for just the company not managing their time correctly. I say you, right. If there truly is a way to prevent this, like if you're looking at the records, the yeah. scores, and- you're like, oh, this could have been avoided if we had just done X, Y, and Z. I think you are well within your rights to group together mm-hmm. and present that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you said this has happened in the, twice in the last six months. Like, maybe they're planning you a pizza party. But there is that thing where without client, uh, without employee appreciation, then you're just working for free and that's cutting into your free time. You already work a normal amount of hours. I do think you're well within your rights to just present that to your higher-ups. Yeah, it's you have hard. to have a uniform front. If it happens once, it's like, okay, you know, every once in a while you work late because you're like, yeah, something unexpected happened that right. we're going to deal with. But twice in both of them, you're you're pretty sure it's because they didn't manage things correctly. Like, they need to buckle up, like, get their management together. That's tough because you're salaried too. And they haven't, like, done a thank you of any type. Right. And it's just, I think it's extra frustrating when it's something that you feel could have been avoided. That's and the it's tough not thing. a sudden like, oh, we suddenly got 500 orders and they're due tomorrow. Right. It's not like you're all banding together and you're all splitting that share. Like it's a salary thing. And corporate structure doesn't always allow for like free thinking and for you to be like, hey, here's where a, mis- a mistake is. And they're like, we're AT&T. We love a mistake. So <laughs> I was trying to think of a corporation. Um, band together, come up with a plan. Be like, so to prevent it, you know, because then you are you have tired employees, you have disgruntled employees, so we're all trying to work together. Here's how you can take care of us so that we can better take care of you. Yeah, I wonder how, are, I, I wonder if they're like, I wonder if it's like, hey guys, you're gonna have to come in tomorrow, Saturday, or if it's like, hey, next month, we're gonna, and at yeah, that I wonder. point, I wonder if you can like be like, well, instead of next month, all of us working 50 hours, let's do a little bit of it now. Yeah, like, or maybe there's like, we get a half day, another day, like, we're, your whole thing is like, we're willing to help out, but if this is starting to become a trend, a yeah. pattern, then we need to figure out a way to fix this. Right, or it needs to be something built in where there is days off. So like my yeah. dad does IT stuff and he go, he'll have to be on call for two weeks where he has to like answer the phone at any time. So when that two weeks ends, he gets a day off, he gets a Friday off and that's yeah. like built into it that you know. So or- if they're always going to make you work, then every like two weeks, you should get a day off. It's, there should be a structure if this is going to keep happening. Or just adopt a European model. Lunch is five hours. You only work Tuesday <laughs> through Wednesday and everything's covered. Mm-hmm. Anonymous. Hi, Eliza, Emily. Precious baby Chino Snow Peak. Just a tiny baby. <laughs> Just a little background. I am 35, about to turn 36 in March, and my boyfriend is a nice, solid 30. <laughs> Nice, firm, thick, A 30. strapping young man, to say the least. Ha ha. <laughs> I mean, he sounds good looking. Sounds very hot. We have been together for two years. Overall, we have a very enjoyable relationship. We're both in careers that take a lot of our time. No, I'm not a nurse. <laughs> we find comfort, All right, everyone. We find comfort in each other after a day's work and have a few hours to catch up and hit the sack. Lately, yeah. those around him have been settling down, engagements, etc. We don't live with each other and both value independence, but now it's getting to a point where we need to have the where is this going in the future discussion. Mm. We have touched on it a bit before, and he expressed his opinion of not wanting kids, nor can he see himself with one person the rest of his 
lives life. Oh, Yet then he has moments where he gets a bit emotional and says the exact opposite. I'm rambling now. Sorry. I guess my question is, at what point do you put on your big girl pants and stand your ground and say, hey, we going to do this or not? I value your advice. Absolutely love your authentic Real get the damn point personality, so bring it on. Uh, also, Emily, you crack me up. Blah, blah, blah. No, you two keep doing what you do. I'll always be a fan. Thank you for helping so many. <sighs> you guys, that's, that's so tough one. because he can't have it both ways. He can't be like, no, I don't want it, and then like, actually, no, I do love you. Let's keep yeah, dating. You can do that yo yo emotion stuff when you're in your 20s and like life is just a, one big hair flop. What <laughs> one big floppy hair toss. Uh, at 30, he is in a different place than you are at 36. You're, mm. you're almost 40. Uh, no, you're still in your late, mid-30s. Um, but he's in a different place than you are. And you, if you want children, this is something you're going to have to start getting on track for. I hate to say that because um, I don't want you to feel rushed or bad. Um I also think it makes no woman feel attractive, giving that like ultimatum. Sometimes it's just necessary. It sounds to me like he's telling you who he is. It really does. You don't live together. You've been dating for two years. And he said he doesn't see himself with one person and he doesn't want kids. I think he's, and I think in moments of weakness, perhaps as he's climaxing um, or, you know, when you're feeling drunk or amorous, he's like, I, you know, I do love you. Both things can exist, um, but they cannot exist uh, in a solid relationship. So I would, either he has cold feet, but, just based on what you said to me, it sounds like he's not sure about you and uh, maybe take a break. Yeah. That's what I would say because your life is moving ahead because you're older, faster than him, not faster, but differently. And you're a woman. And so if you really want kids, then you're going to want to be with a guy who definitely wants kids and definitely wants to be married. Yeah. If those are the things that you want. Yeah. I think this guy is telling you who he is and you're getting the benefit of hearing it early enough that you can still bail because you don't live together, which you mm-hmm. can see as a blessing. So uh, I would uh, get off that pot. Even though he's strapping. So many hot guys out there. There's so You can find so many hot guys who are wishy-washy. So yeah, I know it's going to hurt and it's going to suck, but you don't want to wait. You, you know what you don't want is to waste two more years. And he's like, still not sure. Also, what a slap in the face to the woman you love to be like, I don't see myself with just one person. If you said that to him, he would be livid. Yeah. Try giving him a, don't even bother. I was like, try giving him a dose of that medicine back. See how pumped no. he is. Men love the idea that they can be polyamorous, but when a woman's like, maybe I have two, hu- two husbands, off with their head. Believe me, I floated it. <laughs> no, that'd be so great. That'd be so much. <laughs> so, oh, no. Dicks. Dear Eliza, this is going to be long, so I apologize in advance. It's a long episode. I, 29 female, have been working at my job for nearly five years now. Back before COVID, I managed a small team and enjoyed my job. I have a boss who appreciates me. The money is decent, benefits, the ability to set my own schedule and not have someone breathing down my neck all day. We are an event rentals company, and you can imagine COVID has hit us hard. Mm. I used to manage a team of three. Now it's just me. And for the past year, have been assigned tasks outside my actual job description to compensate. I used to be pretty good friends with another remaining manager, but the past year, he's gone full anti-mask, anti-vax, and is denying the election results. Now we avoid each other except to strictly communicate about work. I don't know if things will ever get back to how they were before, and now I sit at work every day feeling bored, lonely, and unfulfilled. 
During the spring of last year, when our entire state was shut down and I was at home all day, I noticed how much happier I was being home. I truly enjoyed keeping our house clean, taking care of our animals slash foster animals, working on my cooking skills and reducing stress on my husband who developed some serious medical issues. So here's my question. Should I quit my job and look for something part-time so I can spend more time doing things I find actual fulfillment in or do I stay and hope it gets better? My husband makes more than enough for us to live on, so money isn't a huge concern, but I'm worried I'd face judgment leaving full-time employment to take on more of a homemaker role. We don't want kids, so being a stay-at-home mom versus working mom isn't really a factor. An outsider's perspective would be so helpful, and I'd greatly appreciate any advice you have. Feminism is choices. Leave that job. Leave that job that you hate if you, you know, you might come home and realize, hey, I'm not as fulfilled just being at home, you can always find another job. Mm -hmm. There is no reason to be around someone who could get you sick, who you don't respect, uh, at a job that you're not enjoying anymore. Life is too fucking short. And you know what? If what genuinely fulfills you is cleaning and helping your husband do better and being of service to him in that way, and that Mm -hmm. makes you feel great, then that is your choice. And that is what you want to do. And any woman should appreciate that. Yeah, and the fact that you have those foster animals, animals, you could go volunteer somewhere. You could could find fulfillment. Not every woman gets fulfillment from a job. Not every woman gets fulfillment from kids. And I think I applaud you on being like, we don't want kids. And you don't have to be a stay-at-home mom to be a stay-at-home mom. You can stay at home and do all the things a mom does (laughs) around the house. Moms don't just tend to children. They do a lot of other things. So however you define happiness is what matters. Mm -hmm. And anyone's judgment who isn't a friend of yours Like, let's rip off their roof and see what their home life is like. It's not relevant, other people's judgment. It's just, it doesn't matter. No. The only thing I would factor in is the husband being the the breadwinner, but also having the medical issues. I mean, it's not, maybe Um, it was just then. Maybe they took care of it. Yeah, maybe it's better, yeah. Talk with your husband if you really love, like, packing his lunch and making his appointments. And by the way, like, bookkeeping for your husband is a full-time job. Mm. Like, it's not like you are Peg Bundy and you sit at home and eat bonbons. Like... God, even like emptying the dishwasher. Is I like, feel like oh half my, my job when I first started, we were coming for tasks with me. I was just your husband. Yeah. And I just installed things and sometimes it called takes people. Two. You quit that job and you yeah. go home and you work on your cooking and you be fulfilled in whatever yeah. works for you. Yeah. If you have the luxury of not having to work at a job where you are mm-hmm. miserable by yourself with an anti-vaxxer, get out of there. And by the way, I don't think any men are weighing in on it because they don't care. But any woman who gives you flack... I'm going to say it. Bad feminist. Mm-hmm. Yep. Probably jealous that you just get to chill. Just judgy. Just unnecessary to like share an opinion like that. Like how fucking dare you? Yeah. Hey, Liza and crew. I am a 29-year-old stay-at-home mom to one kiddo. There you go. Why don't you to exchange email in the comment section? Also a full-time student. Not a PhD candidate. Just working on two associate's degrees. no. I'm just two other degrees. Two other degrees that have nothing to do with each other. (laughs) I love being a mom and I adore my little boy, but I don't know if I want more kids. I thought I wanted a huge family until I became a mother and saw what a mental and physical toll it really takes on you. My husband is on the fence about more kids as well. Neither of us has a very good relationship with our siblings. We don't want our son to have to deal with the same issues we have had to deal with. I also don't want to have to split time between kids. On the flip side, I worry about leaving my son without any family after my husband and I are gone. I worry about He'll the only like child 50. syndrome. I don't want to raise a selfish little turd. Also, I really loved being pregnant. I felt so grateful the entire time because I thought I might never be able to have children. I'd love to experience pregnancy again, but that seems like such a selfish reason to have another baby. You can just get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know that I still have time, but honestly, I'm getting sick of birth control and what it does to my body. I have an IUD, but that almost needed to be surgically okay, removed. Okay, okay, okay. okay so blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to ask is, should I have more kids? Any advice would be really appreciated. I saw you in Louisville. Bay 2019, you were amazing. I was big pregnant and steed behind a very tall man. Spent most of the show leaned over trying to see you past him. Totally worth it, though. One more thing, then I swear I'm done. Thank you for your comedy. Your Netflix specials provided a Thank great you. deal of comfort after my mom passed. Thank you for your art. Thank you. That Louisville show. Oh, so you're basically your part of this baby's life. Yeah. That Louisville <laughs> he, show was fire. He came to the show. I remember it was raining. Oh. Wait, was that 2019? Yeah, because Blanche was there. I went to a, I went to an art shop and uh, it was raining. Um... I can't tell you Mm-mm. what to do. Mm-mm. I can tell you if you have the financial means to just freeze some eggs so that you have options later and you don't have to use them, that might be your best bet. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like all the reasons for no are that you don't want them. And the reasons for yes are you don't want a weird kid. That's a good call. Look, um, I don't know about nature versus nurture and your kid might grow up to be a serial killer. Truth, regardless of if yeah, they have a sibling. Actually, probably the better you are to him, the more odds he's going to be just a horrible sociopath. Yeah. Uh, don't have a kid for your kid. It's not. No. Don't have a kid for your kid. Some kids have siblings who make their lives terrible and yeah. hurt them. Also, by the time you die, uh, your kid's going to be like in his 50s or 60s. I mean, unless there's like a freak accident. Mm-hmm. And you have other family. You have cousins and aunts and uncles. Like he will have family. He's not going to be alone in the world. So I think that that's a little irrational. And he will hopefully have his own family. You're not an orphan as an adult. Like, you know, it sucks, but he will have built up his own life with the tools you've given him. Um, if you can freeze your eggs, that way you give yourself a little bit of time. That seems like the best bet. Yeah, having a kid just because you enjoy being pregnant, you know, go get a massage. So <laughs> a massage. Um, but that being said, you know, maybe you think it'll take away from that kid, but it only enriches his life to have another kid. So my vote is if you can, freeze some eggs so you have options later. That's my thing. Okay. Yeah. Also, I have a couple more updates, not in the update section because I just found but, them in another folder. But it doesn't sound like you want kids. <gasps> no, you kids. don't want kids. That's okay. Nice. Do you remember there was a person who had a truck and they had a thin blue line flag bumper yes. sticker on it? So she says, and then that guy was being mean to her. So Do she want to recap it for people. Yeah, who- let me recap. Okay. A uh, member of our friend group told me I'm no longer welcome in his home because of the thin blue line flag bumper sticker I have on girl. my truck. This is a girl who's like really into cop life. Who is, yeah. Not a cop, but works. 911 dispatcher. Yes, cop adjacent. Trying to join the force. Right. And you, so you like cop things and you have a thin blue line. Bumper and sticker. we said, and what prompted you, we asked what prompted you to get the sticker? Was this before the clash with the police and Black Lives Matter? Mm-hmm. What was, what's the reason you have it? What do you hope to accomplish by having it? Not judging, just genuinely asking. And a friend said, you're not welcome at his home because of that sticker. Yeah. Okay. So fast forward to now. To now, my life is complete. Eliza called me trashy, haha. <laughs> because you have a bumper stickers, sticker. Yeah. Any bumper sticker. I appreciate how diplomatic your response was, and realize I completely agree. Mm. So I bought a Black Lives Matter bumper sticker and put it on my truck too. Fully support both, and I don't compromise my beliefs. Thanks for answering. Great. I like that. Yeah, Great. yeah. You can hold both. You can be like, I support good cops. Yeah, and I also believe Black Lives Matter. There you yeah. go. There you go. Not backing down on either. What an open-minded, good person. I also like that she took the trashy in the way that it was meant. You know what I mean? Like um, this is very specific. Bumper sticker. It was yeah. very specific. Yeah, it wasn't don't, just don't like put a bumper sticker. No one's. My whole thing is no one's ever seen a bumper sticker and been like, you know what? We should coexist. You know what? I will listen to Y ninety five. What? What is that? It was a radio station in Dallas. Is it a? <laughs> you know, like, I will listen to Kiss FM. Thanks for the bumper sticker. Tito in the mornings. <laughs> 
Ryan and the ever, bang bus. Have you ever on any car had a bumper sticker? Yes. What was it? My Chevy Blazer. I had a Green Hill Alumni 01 sticker, but that was more of a like, check it out. Uh, <laughs> Brag. I may have had. Okay. That was like when I was like 19, 20. Mm. I have never, because I've always been like, it has to be the perfect sticker. And there's never, uh, but you put stickers on your laptop. I have never. I shouldn't have. I, I have, have never gotten a sticker and put it on something. If I get a sticker I like, I'm like, I have to wait for the perfect moment. And it's never the perfect okay, moment. Okay, real quick. Stickers are like tattoos. And once you get one, it kind of opens it up for more. I always put the stickers from apples on things. I don't know why. I always end up on my clothes or on. Uh, I put on my USO sticker because I was like, why not? And then I purchased uh, this propaganda sticker from this street artist. I think it's called Recycled Propaganda, which I thought was cool. And then somebody gave me a fight on one and I don't remember where it's from, but I put it on because I'm like, you could apply that to life. Now they're on my laptop. And the truth is nobody cares. Nope. So they're on. <laughs> if I had to do it all over again, I may not have done it, but they're on. And that way in the house, just real quick, we all know, we know, even though my laptop's the best one, we know who's is who's because there's yeah. stickers. Stickers on mine. Hello, lovely lasses. Backstory, I am 25-year-old female. My best friend from college just asked me to be her maid of honor and I am so excited. A little terrified as we are not as close as we used to be because of distance, jobs, not living together anymore, She's et cetera. Anyway, my question is, what are your tips slash advice on how to be a good slash decent, really lowering the bar, maid of honor? I am struggling hard with anxiety and depression. I'm a millennial and social interactions terrify me. I just want to show up for her, but I don't have a ton of extra energy right now. P.S. She's super chill surfer girl type. It's going to be a backyard wedding. I was already honest with her and told her I'm struggling right now and I'll do anything to make her feel special that I just need her to set me up for success by telling me what she wants. Also, have you experienced any good maid of honor speeches? I don't think I have. Any advice in that department would be cool beans. Thank you for your good and genuine vibes. Oh, Michelle gave a terrible speech where she like told everyone I was bad at math. I don't remember this. You weren't there. It was at the rehearsal dinner. Oh, um, I, also, we didn't have speeches at the wedding. I was like, nobody wants to hear this. It doesn't actually matter. We're all only fishing for compliments. They're always bad. It's always like two things about love. Don't worry about <laughs> the speech. About nobody cares. Here's what you do. <clears throat> Bond. Uh, create miniature relationships with the other women in the bridal party. Uh, that way you have a rapport with them. Yeah. Do it offline so she's not involved. Be like, here's what she wants. Here's how we're going to do it. And be like, I would love, women love helping to plan. I would love y'all's input for this day. If there's any thoughts, tips, secrets about her, well, things like that. Let them be like, hey, I know a great vineyard. I know a great whatever. I She loves chocolate milk. Let the other women feel included. And all you have to do is make reservations online and set it up. Don't, you're selling yourself short already. So all you have to do is get the ladies in line for that day and the day of the wedding, you literally just showing up and being her rock. You're helping her put the dress on. You're caught, can I bring you anything? She will dictate what she needs. She could be like, yeah, I'm fine. You know, maybe yeah. the tent falls down and you're the one, you know, helping out, but hopefully they have a wedding planner and it doesn't sound like that from their backyard. To chill. Yeah, just you be there. For, there. In, in the way that you would want a person to be there for you. What do you need? What can I do? And as far as a speech goes, I think Doesn't as long as it's genuine, like if you're not a funny person, you don't need to do a funny speech. You can read you know? a Bible passage. You can read a mm. poem. I wrote a dope speech at Michelle's tiny backyard wedding and I felt really bad. I'm saying it now, Grace, for your best friend who had to follow haha, my speech. Also, you only gave her like 12 hours notice to write a speech. My Yikes. speech was fucking dope. And Michelle, yours was not. You heard it here first. Oh my so, God, does she She doesn't listen to this, does she? No, I don't think she knows I have a podcast. Um, but she has her own life to worry about. Uh, so don't worry about it. Don't worry about speech, nobody cares. You could also just write her a letter. 
and rely on the other women in the party who also love to her to contribute. Mm-hmm. Cause they might be like, oh my God, we know that she loves this. And her actually her favorite restaurant's right around the corner. Things that you may not know. Yeah. So just, don't worry. Yeah. Just, I think if as long as you're coming, like it's from the heart, the speech, your presence there, your like presence. you don't need to. Being present, not on your phone, not getting shit canned. I'm only referencing my own fucking bridesmaids in my party. Um, just be there, present. What does she need? If I had gotten super drunk at your wedding, would I have been fired from my job? No, I was hoping you would have a drink, but then I would have had no friends. <laughs> Kick it. Uh, top of the cob time. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. Oh, I got a good one. Top of the cob. This top of the cob sounds like a bottom of the cob, but oh it's top. <laughs> top of the cob is when you do what we all do, where you vilify someone in your head and you make up a whole story about why... They hate you, so therefore you hate them. Mm. And then it turns out the whole time they didn't and they like end up saying something really nice to you. And then you have that like humbling moment where like all the blood leaves your body and you're like, oh my God, I'm such a bad person. (laughs) And it feels nice. You're like, oh my God, all the good things that I hope people were thinking they actually are. And realizing like, oh, I, I made it up. Although some people I think are shitty. So just feeling, realizing, like getting in touch with what's real. I that had that this week and I was like, oh my God. I always thought this person was just kind of a dick, but they were really that they didn't have to do that. That was so nice of them. Yeah. Yeah. So so being able to reconnect to what's good. <laughs> my top of the cob. Uh my top of the cob is my birthday. It was it's in quarantine. So I was kind of like, oh, I'm not gonna see my friends. Uh you made it very special. Oh, thank you. It was nice. You and Noah, Noah got me fun lunch. You got me the best gifts ever. So good. Um, and it was just, it's been a fun day. It's been a nice day. You still have a gift coming. Oh my I'm God. Like I don't know if I can hear. I don't know if I can hear. It's too much excitement. It's for you to take home. Okay. It's a lot of excitement. Uh, so it was, you know, it could have been a 30 in quarantine could have been a bummer, but I've just been, I've had a great day. Emily, I love you very much. And 30 is a big birthday. I probably wouldn't have done this for 29. <laughs> no, but it's your birthday. You don't have anyone else here. I mean, you have friends, but I see you the most and yeah, you mean a lot to me. And I wanted to show some employee appreciation. Well, that's nice. You want to, uh, can I tell them the way you, the Second thing I opened. Oh, I was going to say, I need you to work Saturday. <laughs> 50 uh, hours. Yeah, you can tell Okay, Eliza got me a share in the company of Taco Bell. <laughs> and it has a plaque and I can put it on my wall. I am a part owner, kind of, of Taco Bell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to start going to meetings. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. I'm going to just call up local Taco Bells and be like, do you guys have any meetings? I have rights. <laughs> I you, do have rights. I have one. You are, um, yeah. You love Taco Bell and now you have a share in it. Uh, oh, that's okay. So my bottom of the cob, look, we all know I have a dope haircut. <laughs> and this, the, they're like, oh my God, short hair, don't care. This one woman wrote in on my comment section. I was like, why is short hair always sassy? And she had this whole thing about how if a woman deigns to cut her hair because long hair is sexuality, then she's thumbing her nose at the patriarchy and being sassy. And I was like, I actually, I get that because I never understood why it was always sassy. Right. I think what is annoying, and I'm not even going to respond to it on Instagram, is, and it's the same type of guy. Every like 50th comment, he'll be like, uh oh, Karen, Karen haircut. I'm like, okay, so all cute French women are Karens. It's yeah. just short hair. Like, I went and looked at Kate Gosselin's hair. I would never get chunk highlighting. I would rather die. I don't have it <laughs> spiky in the back. Die. I don't have a swooping part that I tuck up, whatever. It is a fun French short. Sassy couture 
modern haircut. I did not get this at fucking crazy cuts by my cousin Lurlan. It's a real fucking haircut and it's dope. And I'm sorry that you don't have an expression in your lexicon when looking at women that properly identifies short, attractive hair. So if you think it's all Karens, well then you're all just fucking chodes. You're all just just racist chodes. How's that? I'm not racist. Well, I'm not a fucking Karen. And you know what? If you hear me complaining, I'm probably within my rights. His haircut is dope and you're a fucking Luddite. Kick it! My bottom of the cob is I'm sick of peeing. I'm sick of it. I'm drinking more water. I'm trying to be good about drinking water. You know what happens when you drink water? You go to the bathroom. You gotta go to the bathroom. I'm sick of it. I'm done. I never drink water. Now I'm drinking water. I wake up in the morning. I can't just cuddle with my cat. I gotta go... I'm so sick of it. Oh, being alive is so hard. <laughs> I like teetering on the edge of death with <laughs> chunky, dark pee. <laughs> I, I find it very satisfying to pee very clear because then I know I'm hydrated. But I just want, it's just too much. Uh, some pelvic floor experts would say, hold your pee. Don't always go just in case. Like, don't hold it for hours and hours, but don't go all the time. Unless you have oh. some sort of infection. Okay. It's a fun note to end on. Great. Folks, keep sending in. Send us in those red hot updates. And, uh... Keep them coming. Getting into February. My birthday's February 22nd. I'm going to bring that up again next week. Yeah. You might be able to bring it up for two more weeks. All right. I think I will. (laughs) I think I will. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.